Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 16 of Thirst for Knowledge Podcast. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardis. And today on the episode, we are talking about hiking. Yeah, so in this episode, we talk about some of our experiences with the hiking, um, some fun facts about different mountains and things in the Northeast region where we do a majority of our hiking because that's where we live. And uh, we've also got some other tips on, like, you know, hydration and gear, gear, food, that kind of stuff. So Safety. A couple yeah. funny stories. Yeah. And that's it. So I hope yeah. you guys enjoy the show. Great episode. Enjoy. 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 You go for a hike? You want to go hiking? Hiking? You got it. Because we're going to talk about it right now. All right. I like hiking. I like hiking too, James. It's one of my favorite hobbies. It's a good hobby. And it's a healthy hobby. Yep. And it's it lets you see the world. It lets you experience <laughs> Mother Nature at its finest. <laughs> and I think it's a growing hobby that a lot of people are doing nowadays. So yeah. here we go. Yeah, I definitely see a lot of people out in the trails and stuff. It's getting trendy, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, something like hiking, it's such a weird thing as like a hobby. Like, oh, I like just to go walking in the woods. I mean, that's basically what it is. You don't really need a skill, though, to be a hiker. I mean, yeah, you don't, but it helps to have to know a little bit about what you're doing, right? right? But yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much to actually be able to be good at it you yeah. know or not good at it but i mean like to be able to walk out to just side. do it yeah it's yeah. kind of like it's, running you just put shoes on and go right like, it's not bowling where there's a technique of how you throw the ball or maybe any other sports well i mean no but i mean bowling you could go out and you can just throw a ball at some pins yeah but, but you wouldn't be good at it yeah but I mean, that's the same with hiking, right? Like, it's the same thing. You can just do it. I suppose. And just because you're doing it doesn't mean you're good at it, right? Yeah, right. That's true. But it doesn't there, matter, like, your speed or... Yeah. You know. But there's, like, no barrier for entry to, to be a hiker, right? Right. Like, if you want to be a bowler, you have to go to a bowling alley and you have to pay them to use a lane. Right. If you want to go hiking, you literally just step out your front door and find the closest trail. That's why, which, I, th- that's why I think it's a weird hobby. Because it's like... It wasn't invented, you know, there was no technology that needed to be discovered to do the hobby. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, "Oh, I like knitting. Like, well, knitting didn't exist forever. Yes. Someone, like, made a knitting thing and made the yarn and did it and whatever. But hiking is just like... People have been doing it since the dawn of man, Since people started walking, Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was just, like, a normal thing for most people back in the day. Yeah. You know, it was like, hiking was just them traveling. Pretty and much. now it's like, because we're spoiled by being the top of the food chain, now it's like a fun activity oh, instead yeah. of a, necessi- a necessity. Yeah. So that's why I think it's a kind of a weird hobby. Yeah. But. I mean, running's kind of similar to that too, right? Like, yeah. Like people didn't run for fun back in the day. No, you, you know? ran to get away from the saber-toothed tiger that <laughs> yeah, was chasing exactly. you down. <laughs> the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Those dinosaurs. I know. Well, on today's episode, if you haven't noticed, we're talking about hiking, and um, we want to, you know, share with you guys some of the hikes that we've done in the Northeast, uh, some tips about hiking, some fun facts. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, some of our... Because here at TFK, we love fun facts. Oh, yeah. Facts, yep. are, facts are only fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, James, yeah. when, like, when did you first start hiking? When was the first time, like, you, you like, went out on a hike? Like, God. Whether it was, like, um, a walk in the woods, like, or just, like, a mountain hike or something like that? Um, well, my dad was uh, an outdoorsy kind of guy, still is. But, I mean, ever since I was a kid, he, that's what we would do. It's a poor yeah. man's activity, you know? Yeah. Poor family activity. Um, and that's kind of, like, what I was, was poor. So, <laughs> my dad was like, what do you guys want to do? I'm like, we're not going to, like, DZ Discovery World, or we're not going to, like... I don't know some crazy amusement park he's like yeah. let's go in the woods yeah so basically you know he would take us behind my house there was woods and we would just go for walks that's cool ever since i could remember that's what i would do and then boy scouts we do hikes and boy scouts camping yeah cub scouts and stuff so ever shit ever since i was little man did you ever do any mountain hikes when you were little yeah i did um there's a place called purgatory chasm is that what it is yeah purgatory chasm yeah, yeah. Okay. that's yeah. like one of the first things i remember i remember my dad had a blue suzuki and we didn't have that when i moved to clinton so it was like before elementary school and one of my first hikes was that and i remember hiking and slipping on a rock and then falling into like this slant thing and like scraping up my whole body oh. and i almost fucking fell off the side of purgatory chasm and like i almost died oh my god my dad was freaking <laughs> out he was freaking out because he thought i fell off the side of the mountain but i was like stuck in this hole like just holding on i was like Ugh. how old were you i was young that's why i was that's how i remember because i remember him put me in the back of his jeep and he had um the bench seat in the back of his jeep yeah had was like plastic and had these little dots on it and he laid me down i fell asleep and i woke up and i had all the fucking dots all over my body <laughs> but i was probably like uh probably like four or five. Oh, geez wow that's yeah. crazy i had like huge scrape from like my arm all the way down my leg because i fucking scraped yeah. myself all the way down. on the rock and everything yeah and i slid down it Jeez. yep it was a long ass time ago yeah blue yeah. suzuki that was before <laughs> that was a long time ago that was bef- like elementary school before elementary school that's crazy uh-huh. hey and what about you what's uh your first experiences with hiking i'm actually having a hard time <clears throat> like classifying what is a hike versus like just a walk in the woods like what's it's hard to say. Oh, I mean, yeah. walking in the woods is hiking. Is that? The, I mean, is that the same yeah. thing? Pretty much. Yeah. Anything. Okay. Anything. I think that you're not walking on a road on a pavement. You know, would be a hike or like. I mean, it's like a trail. Yeah, trail. You know, doesn't it doesn't matter. need to be a mountain. There doesn't need okay. to be elevation involved. Yeah, but there can be. Walk in the woods if you're. You know. I, I do remember as a as a child, kind of always exploring the woods. Um, you know, but the 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 more vivid memories of actual what I would feel is real hiking. Um, I think I climbed my first climb was was it Neshoba Valley, Neshoba Mountain, like the ski, the ski area yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've hiked over there. Hiked over there. That was yeah. my first like hike where there was elevation and I can kind of look out and see. You know. Um, you know 
the world. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it feels like it's a, when you have elevation and when you, when you, even if you're climbing like a small hill or a small mountain, it feels a little bit more than when you're just walking through the woods, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like you get to a spot, like you're there. Yeah. You know, when you get to the top of something, you're like, oh, I can tell we made it because it, then you can see everything around you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you. Yeah, it's like a destination you reached, you know? Yeah. Like, my first, like, challenging hike where, like, it was... I had that profound elevation and and had that feeling like, oh, my God, this is a real experience was after that is when I hiked Monadnock. That was my second hike. Okay. And it was just... I didn't realize what it took or what it required to hike that. The intensity kind of... You know, all like the my. I feel like that was my real window into the hiking world, mm. and trying right. to understand like, all right, what does it take to be doing this, and what's the payoff at the top of the, the uh, at oh, the summit? Yeah. And how old were you when you did Monadnock for the first time? I was older. I think I yeah. was. Um, I don't know, maybe seventeen, eighteen. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell if it was before or after the Marine Corps. Or during the Marine Corps. I don't know. <laughs> it was somewhere in that yeah, general yeah. late high school to early po- or post, you know, Marine Corps. 17 to 20. Yeah, yeah. It's in that realm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. What about you? What was your first hiking experience? So definitely did a lot of like walking in the woods with my dad. You know, yeah. he's a hunter, outdoorsman kind of guy. Was it like Birch Hill or something? Birch Hill, definitely. Um, I also remember going on like... You know Cogsall Park? Oh, yes. Park? I know Cogsall Park. There's yeah. actual, like, hiking trails over there that right. have, like, colored dots and everything. And some of them are, are I mean, I was I haven't hiked any of them since I was a real little kid. So um, I don't really, they felt like they were kind of long. Sure. But that could just be the perspective of a little kid, though, right. you know. But yeah, that's something that you don't really think you forget about is like Cogsall Park over there. Well, hell, now I gotta take back my answer because it would be <laughs> Cogsall Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yep. So yeah, they had actual like trails that were different colored oh, dots and right. everything. And, and you could, some of them were really short and they had like certain landmarkers like that, that table that was over there or whatever. And it was all like you, you had some wood trails and then you had that walking path around the like kind of that lake. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to call it a lake. Yeah. Cogsall Pond, I believe. Maybe it's a pond, yeah. 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 Definitely a pond. Yeah. Um, so I remember I remember doing some of that, but I mean, um the first big hike I did was uh was Monadnock, you know. Yeah. And that was like I think I was six years old at the Damn. time, I'm pretty sure. You hiked Monadnock at six? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and me and dad and uh my uncle, um, we hiked Monadnock and I remember very specifically like I don't remember it being hard I just remember I was a little kid with a bunch of energy and just like doing ah. it yeah but the, the the part that I was excited about the most at least from my memories was like like taking breaks and eating snacks like on, on the trip like oh man we get like some cheese and pepperoni and crackers and stuff <laughs> Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but that just stands out. Oh, because dude, who doesn't like snacks, yeah, man? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Best part of hiking. I know, right? <laughs> Snack time. <laughs> yeah, burning some calories, so I get to you know consume some more. I always underestimate that hike. Monadnock. I've hiked yeah. it a few times since, yeah. 
and I always underestimate. I always just think, oh, it's Mananoc. That's the no number problem. one hiked mountain, isn't it? So, all right, I've got some fun facts about Mananoc um, because I was I was curious because I've always heard. Yeah, I always heard that too. That it's one of so the what I had heard is that it was the second most frequently climbed mountain in the world um, after Mount Fuji. Oh, okay. in Hawaii, right? Fuji's in Japan. Japan. Yeah. Oh. What What am I thinking? Fiji. Fiji's not in Hawaii either. <laughs> what is it? What's What's Fiji Mount? What's Fiji water? I think Fiji water's from Fiji. Oh. All I right. thought Fiji was part of Hawaii. Okay. Sorry. We'll, 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 but keep going. We'll look that up. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so before we get into um, how many people hike Mananoc, um, it is a mountain, all right, in uh, southern New Hampshire. I think part of it is in Jaffrey and Dublin, New Hampshire. It borders like two, yep. those two towns. Yeah. Um, it's famous for being featured in the writings of uh, philosophers Ralph Waldo Emerson mm-hmm. and Henry David Thoreau. Thoreau. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, the summit is largely barren because of fires that were set by early settlers. The wolves, man. That That's why? It was because of Oh, wo- yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to say that. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. they had a wolf problem in Jaffrey yeah. in, over there. And they... The wolves kept coming, so they fucking... That's where they would run up to. They'd run up the mountain, and they'd be like, fucking, these wolves. So they just burnt the shit out of it, so they wouldn't... Oh, wow. They had no place to hide to get rid of the wolves, because there was a huge thing, like, kill all the wolves, you know? So that was a thing. That's crazy. Because wolves are bad. Yeah, so, I mean, the the advantage of I mean, that worked out, right? Yeah, uh, the advantage of having a bald summit like that is it gives you really good views. And that's one of the reasons why um, Monadnock is so oftenly hiked is because once you get up to the top, you've got great 360 views of a lot of the the surrounding area. Um, So the word Monadnock is derived from an Abenaki word used to describe a mountain and it loosely translated means mountain that stands alone (laughs) (laughs) there you go (laughs) yeah so that's uh that's pretty interesting but uh so so not number one so it's not number one uh mostly hiked and um according to the research that i was doing fuji is also not number one okay so um all right the so the elevation of Monadnock is 3,165 feet. Elevation of Fuji is 12,239 feet. My goodness. How much? 12,239 feet, which is pretty impressive for being one of the most hiked mountains in the world, right? Um, So Monadnock is climbed by 125,000 hikers yearly. And Fuji sees somewhere between 200,000 and 300,000 hikers. Wow. Which is crazy. So then you'd think, like, how can there be... Is like, it, like, in the city of... You know, like, maybe because the population is so high? I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. Crazy. Like, Fuji also is... Um, I, I, I don't know too much about it, but I think it's... 12,000 feet is it, a lot. It, it's a lot, but I don't think... I think it's a gradual incline, so it's relatively easier to hike in yeah. perspective to Monadnock, where you're... It can be a little steep at points. For sure, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, 12,000 feet's no joke, right? No. What's Katahdin? Nine? Ten? No, Katahdin's like 53. 
5,300? 5,300. Yeah. Katahdin is um, 5,267 feet. Okay. And I've got some, I've got some fun facts about the, the New England peaks coming, coming later. 12,000 is some serious shit then. Yeah, it's definitely. So, would you need oxygen? No, 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 no. Or is that, okay. I don't think so. No way. Not if there's that many people hiking it. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, so the number one, according to what I could find, is this mountain in China called Mount Tai. T-A-I. All right? And I guess that kind of makes sense because China's got such a massive population that if there's some mountain there, then, yeah, it's it's very possible. And that Mount Mount Tai is 5,029 feet. So that's a little less than Katahdin, right? Okay. Um, And uh, that sees... Two million visitors per year. Wow, apparently. that must be packed. Yeah, exactly. That I must mean, be packed. Yes. Imagine having twenty times more people at Monadnock. Yeah. I mean, every time you go hiking, there's no. You always, you always see people. Yeah. It's and not like you'll ever go there and not have a person that you, you walk by. Of course, yeah. And obviously, sometimes at Monadnock are busier than others. It's right. really busy in the fall when you've got really great views of leaf the foliage peepers. and leaf peepers and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw that stat and I was like, wait so, a minute, two million? That's Man- insane. Monadnock is still. The it, number one hiked in the country, then though, right? Yeah, yeah. As far as I as far as I saw, the, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's it's potentially number three in the world. Like I don't know how they track these numbers really. Right. Well, um, I guess it depends on like um, you know, there's people at Monadnock that you drive up to and you pay them. Yeah, you. So have, maybe it's like five dollars per carload or something yeah, like that. Maybe yeah. they take those numbers. That's you know? probably part of it. Definitely. Um, wow, I remember going back to like first hikes and stuff i remember i wasn't allowed to have bacon as a kid my mom hated the smell of bacon she hated it <laughs> sticking to our clothes sticking to the walls yeah and that was like one thing i fucking loved was bacon yeah. bacon's so good it smells good she didn't like the smell of bacon i'm like what's wrong with you i don't know sometimes bacon can smell weird I but mean, for the I, most part i yeah. like it like i like bacon like when you wake up and you smell bacon sometimes that's pretty cool sometimes like oh fuck yeah but like, if if like you smell it a lot, it can get annoying. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, like smell bacon. Everything smells like bacon. Yeah, that can get annoying sometimes. But I mean, anyway, so it wasn't allowed in my house. So there was a thing. My my dad would take me and my brother out. We'd go out in the woods behind her house, and we'd like walk around do shit. But then like before we left. He'd have like this old pan he'd bring down, and we'd cook up a pound of bacon, and we'd just eat it out in the woods. Was it like a <laughs> cast iron pan or something? Yeah, he'd just have like a little cast iron pan he'd carry with us, and then we'd start a fire. He'd show us how to make a fire, and then we would just chill out, eat bacon, drink some water, and then like, all right, we'll go home. And it was always like, Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> you know, don't tell your, parent, your mom you're that we're eating bacon. <laughs> you're like secret mm-hmm. bacon hiking. That's probably what got me into hiking. I was like, oh, I'm going to get some bacon today. <laughs> Oh man, that is freaking hilarious! Yeah. And it's funny because my dad does not eat pig at all. Yeah. So now, I mean, I don't know if he—I don't even remember him eating it with us. I think he just gave us bacon. <laughs> he just watched us eat it. Because I know—I mean, now that I'm an adult, I know he doesn't eat any pig. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's from the military. The war made him yeah. stop eating pig for some reason. All right. Mm. All right. I 
like to wake up to the smell of cinnamon rolls mm, or yeah. cinnamon buns or whatever. Mm. I can see that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's I made, nice. I made for our hike because we're hiking soon. Next week, right? We are. Yeah. Next weekend, we're doing Katahdin. Yeah. Our yearly Katahdin hike. Yep. And for the hike, I made beef jerky. Nice. So everyone can eat it. Ooh. But this time didn't come out as good as the first batch oh then make another batch man you still got a week <laughs> i know i know but uh, I, I have a lot dude yeah i, yeah. I jerkified six pounds oh boy wow. that's, a, that's a lot yeah it's like three big mason jars flavored worth. unflavored yeah so it's flavored but the flavor isn't there i mean like i marinated it in um like soy sauce and mm-hmm. uh worcestershire sauce with like garlic onions and some brown sugar let it sit in there for two days then jerkified it it's not hitting the points that I was looking for. Hmm. I mean, it's still good. I eat yeah. it every right. day. But, mm, okay. But, you know, I won't be uh, offended if you guys don't like it, so. <clears throat> I never turned down beef jerky, yeah. man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, all right. So, yeah. I mean, speaking of hikes that we've done, right? Like, what what are some, like, we've all done Monadnock, and we've all done it, like, a bunch of times yeah, at this point. Yeah, I've done Monadnock a bunch. So, being in the Northeast, we obviously have access to a lot of really We're great. spoiled, for sure. We are definitely, yeah. So, one of the big ones is... The, the White Mountains, you know, we've got the all Franconia 4, Notch, footers. the 4,000 footers, um, Presidential Range, all that yep. stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, one of the big things to do in New Hampshire and the surrounding area is get all 48 4,000 footers that are in New Hampshire. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Yeah, um, which we all just did one last week. Not right? me. But yeah, you guys did. James didn't do one, but I was uh, sleepy. Yeah, he was sleepy. <laughs> hard, I'm a hard working man. Yeah, so me and Ham, we uh, we got we bagged Mount Eisenhower last week. Super fun hike. How was yeah. the weather? I knew it was a that was a hot weekend. So it, it started hot, um, but as we gained the elevation, started to cool down a little bit. That's good. Yeah, it ended up being really nice. And when we got to the summit, I think it, winds were at like it was clouded cloudy yep and then winds were like 40 50 miles an hour it was crazy dude yeah. like it's it was, the, the windiest it summit i've ever seen wow. yeah yeah have we done washington at all either of you no but i'd no. love to do washington we should do washington next year or if we have time this year yeah um that's windy yeah it's crazy windy yeah like blow yourself off the goddamn mountain like all windy. the time yeah washington's insane dude. they have washington is i don't get it but it has always sets crazy weather records. Yeah, they they like to say that Washington is like the the craziest place like on earth for, for weather, weather or whatever. It's the cold like they said it set like the coldest record in the world. The temperature. How is that even possible? It, it did hit like negative 110. Was that like with the wind chill That's with the too, wind chill right? too. Yeah, I and get the highest sorry, in the highest wind speeds. Yeah, so apparently on April twelfth, nineteen thirty four, um, a wind speed was recorded of two hundred and thirty one miles per hour on the summit of Mount Washington. Dude. That's that is insane. Two hundred and thirty one mile an hour winds. That would easily blow you right off the mountain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're toast, man. <laughs> Yeah, and the temp it's gotten like crazy record temperatures because they have like a like a barometer up there and like a yeah, obviously got a, a thermometer whole station and yeah, everything. So it measures shit constantly. So like even you got a picture like that high up, 
you know, there's nothing to block the wind in the middle of the winter, dude. Shit, especially if you reached a temperature uh, speed of 200 miles an hour with like already negative temperatures. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like freezing your arms off, probably. <laughs> Right. Like, on, uh, like in Snowpiercer. Like oh in God. Snowpiercer. <laughs> the guy's arm instantly gets frozen. And yeah. He sticks it out. Uh, it took seven minutes. Yeah. It took seven minutes. That's I don't know, right. Seth, have you seen it yet? So, um, yes. Ooh, we'll save that. And we'll save that for another episode. Mm-hmm. But I have at this point completed Snowpiercer. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that for now. Finally. I guess got the chills. Yep. <laughs> Man. For those of you at, uh, listening who are confused, <laughs> please listen to previous episodes yes, of the um, podcast. Most specifically, the last call episodes. Any of them, really. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So we're yeah. White Mountains. Like, you have any other hikes, guys? Like that you've really like enjoyed in the White Mountains? Um, White Mountains. I like Lafayette. Yeah, that was a good hike. Um, the presidentials are pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, just most walking. of them are pretty. You can like walk a spine of the mountaintops and just hit a bunch of peaks. Yep. Um, I mean, where we were with Eisenhower wasn't that one of them was part of that? Yeah, so we yeah. could have bumped over to Monroe, and then you can even go to Washington from there. Yeah, there's like a bunch. All re- they all connect. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you can usually bag multiple peaks at a time, kind of thing. Yeah. There was. Um, <laughs> this isn't necessarily like a hike in the White Mountains. Yeah. Uh, like a summited hike. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a tourist attraction, um, Flume Gorge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and Patty uh, from episode 15, we basically took a walk around Flume Gorge in early May. Mm. And it was cloudy. It was like foggy and rainy. Oh, yeah. Um. So it was just us on the trail. There was maybe like two other people mm-hmm. and just kind of walking through this. Whereas a nice, beautiful weekend, I mean, it's probably, I'm sure, crowded as hell, like really uncomfortable, just, you know, more of a, a less appealing hike. Yeah. But man, beautiful. Yeah. Just a glacier just rip through and carve through this mountain and just kind of walking through that. There was a point where there was this massive, there's a part of it where you have to, there's a bridge that was um, basically made out of a fallen tree, Mm. like a big ass tree. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it had a very big diameter. I mean, it obviously wasn't, you know, a redwood or anything like that. Yeah. Big ass pine. Yeah, it could have been just Pines a big ass pine, and you have to walk across it to, to over this like canyon area. Dang, fucking just beautiful! It was just a beautiful walk, man. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done Flume Gorge, but I've I've heard similar things. Yeah. Definitely. A guy at work told me he's big in hiking. My boy Joel, shout out Joel. Yeah, he uh, told me in the White Mountains, there's like this little path you can take on one of the trails and there's a crashed plane in the woods oh really yeah and yeah like you can find the crashed plane and it's been there since like the 40s it's like all just overgrown and everything now yeah oh wow what part of the white mountains i'm not sure but we were talking about Hmm. that area and he's like yeah and he showed me on the map where it was and it's like a you could probably find it online it's a normal thing a lot of people know about yeah but yeah there's like this path you go down while you're hiking on one of the trails and there's a i guess there's a crash plane down there i was like what that's pretty crazy that's crazy man i gotta check that out i was i was talking with mike and he was saying something about like 
on Monadnock, there's like this hidden path that takes you to like this mine shaft or something. Oh, I've also heard about this. Mike too. Mikey Tango. Oh, from what episode is that from? <laughs> Check out that episode. That's a great episode, guys. Um, yeah, I don't know. He said, I mean, he'd been there. Um, it was like some off-beaten path that you had to take. And um, there have been hikers who've tried to seek out that, that mine shaft who basically disappeared got stuck and had to like be you know oh, no had, way, had really? to call like you know rescue to, to get them <laughs> off the mountain yeah because it's not a part of any of the actual trails you no, have to right. actually go off trail to find Dang. it yeah yeah cardigan that's a good one yep we did cardigan we did cardigan this year um that's out near bristol alexandria area new hampshire um that's a pretty sweet one. Yeah, that one. So Mount Cardigan's an elevation of 3,121 feet. So it's pretty similar to Monadnock. I mean, like a little, the summit to like 40 feet less or something. Yeah. And I'd say in like difficulty, it's probably similar if depending on the path you take. Um, we happened to take one that was quite hard that day. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we almost lost a couple of our partners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, that was crazy. There was this sign in the trail where there's like a path where you could go one way or the other. And it was talking about how it's one of the most dangerous paths in New England. Yeah. And we're like, nah, like we got no this. Like, no big deal. It's going to be fine. And it had rained the previous night. So everything was fucking wet. All yeah. the rock faces, everything was fucking wet. Yeah. So we just went on that way and it was okay, like for the first part. And then we just got to the part where it was just bald rocks and there's nothing to grab onto other than like a crack in the rock, maybe. And you're just trying not to slip. Yeah. No, yeah. that shit was hardcore. Patty freaking slipped, almost fell off to his death. Oh, he slipped God. twice. I was like, dude, don't die on me today. Yeah. I I that was the first you know, when I when we hike, you know, I started I realized that day that, you know, hiking is not without risk. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. tend to forget about that. Yeah. And when we were on that hike, man, I I was generally a little concerned about my safety there, you yeah. know, for 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 a brief few minutes, um, which kind of reminds me of that 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 story with that when we were hiking Manadnock the last year. That was last year, yeah. Yeah. So what happened was is we were coming down from the summit, and there was a party in front of us and a party behind us, and we got to this sort of area where. You really had there. There were some big rocks, and you kind of had to like step down and be very, very careful. Right. Um, there was a guy in front of Seth. Was he, was he in front of you? Yeah, he was. Pro- there was probably another one person in front of me, and then there was a guy that he was like the guy in front of him. Yeah, yeah. and he slipped, dude, hard, and oh, he man. fell about seven feet. Yep. Landed on his back. Yep. Um, which luckily his pack was like protecting him a little bit there but, sort of. but, but barely just yeah. barely he bounced again yeah. he bounced tumbled three feet down further and hit his head on a rock yeah that guy was fucked up yeah and there was like nothing like I couldn't like jump 
down to there like was help. No way. There was no, there was yeah. nothing like any of us could do to try and like help brace him or anything. No, yeah. he was none he of fell. us were positioned. Yeah, yeah. it was exactly. one of those things where you like stick your hand out. You're like, no, basically, and you just watch him fall. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh shit. Yep. Thankfully, there was a Boy Scout troop who was hiking behind us. They were behind us, and they had a satellite phone. And, and the two people in front of him, yeah. there was a physician's assistant. I yeah, know. he was lucky. He, he was, was really lucky. I was like, lucky. "Let's get out of here." There's enough people. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. The guy who was the physician's assistant like immediately like came up and he had had some supplies to like help the guy. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. I was like, "This is crazy!" Like, thank God those guys were yeah. there. Yeah. So when we got down, we were like the next party to get down. We told the um, ranger station, the ranger station about it, but yeah, yeah. yeah they had no idea. <laughs> No, exactly. <laughs> they yeah. had no fucking idea. Right? So if those guys weren't there and didn't have, like, the supplies to, like, help that guy, like... Yeah. 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 No, that guy probably broke some bones. Yeah, probably. Because he was a little overweight, too, and he freaking smashed. Yeah. yeah. He fell and smashed and bounced off the rocks and smashed again. I was I like... Mean, I was like, oh, nope, there's, you're not walking down today. That He's image is, like, burned fun. in my brain, man. Yeah. Dude, like, hiking is not without risk. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do have to be careful, you know. People die, so many people die every year from hiking. Yeah. You're not prepared, or you, like, overestimate, you, you, you know, know or bring, underestimate like weather. You, you go on, yeah, you go on a hot day, and you don't have bring enough water, you're not properly mm-hmm. hydrated, or... Proper yeah, footwear. Yep. It's yeah. definitely, uh, you learn, you know, you learn from your mistakes too, you know, you, especially if you like, you go hiking one time and you've never gone hiking before and you decide to wear like crappy sneakers then you get all these blisters, you're like, well, next time I go hiking, maybe I'll wear some boots. Exactly. Or you fucking don't have enough water and then you know, maybe I bring more water next time. Yep. There was a Instagram bikini model who, her thing was she would climb up mountains, like I mean, she was a good hiker, yeah. but she would climb up mountains and then change into a bikini and then take Instagram pictures on the top of mountains with like cool summits and then wear her bikinis and stuff. Yeah. She actually died. She ended up dying. She, cause she went up to like one that you needed like actual gear, like snow gear. And, yeah. like, and she went up there and she ended up falling off the mountain and friggin' freezing to death. Oh jeez. Yeah. That's brutal, man. It's a fucking shame, man. Yeah. yeah. All for a goddamn picture. Yeah. Yeah. For social media. Yeah. Right. So when you like it's cool to, you know, take the selfies on the mountain and all that kind of stuff, but make sure you have good footing. Make sure you're not putting yourself in a weird, dangerous position near the edge or something. Like don't forget that Yeah. You know, you could walk off a cliff essentially. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I think too, like I think social media has a big impact on hiking and camping because now it's like glamorized in a way yeah where people see all these crazy cool pictures and it's like oh i want to do that i want to yep. do this they do it and they do the same thing and so i think hiking and camping and outdoors is definitely definitely got trendy like you said because of social media yeah i mean it's not a bad thing in a way but i mean do it i mean there's right or wrong reasons why you hike but i don't know I do it because I enjoy it. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, there's nothing like just getting out there and really, like, being in nature. Like, you can't, yeah. like, not seeing any cars, just being out there with the trees and the mountains and the rock right. and everything. And, like, see some cool stuff, man. Some cool animals and plants and, like, yeah, stuff that you're not really, like, 
used to seeing in your everyday life unless you're you know a park ranger (laughs) forester baby yeah exactly when we hiked cadillac mountain which by far is my that was my favorite hike of all time we need to get back there because yeah yeah we did it at like 2 30 in the morning i think we left in order to get to the summit for sunrise at like 4 30 a.m or some shit like that yeah so um, the significance about Cadillac Mountain, yeah, is that what you're getting to? No, go ahead. Okay, um, so it's the highest point along the North Atlantic seaboard, and it's the first place to see the sunrise in the United States between October seventh and March sixth. Yeah. yeah, is that up near Acadia? That is near Acadia. Yeah, yeah, Acadia National Park near Bar Harbor, Bar Maine. Harbor, yeah. Yep. Dude, that was the most profound hike I've ever been on. Yeah. Like, just experience-wise. Yeah. Of just, we were hiking at night, or, well, in the darkness. All kinds of critters were out. <laughs> there was, like, these little froggies who were just kind of hopping along. Just, you got to experience just the beauty of just the natural world. And then you get up to the summit, and then it just overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. And then you're just staring at the sunrise, man over the over the ocean and it's on a goddamn mountaintop it's a beautiful view like it's a it just it's breathtaking yeah definitely put that on your list yeah yeah hiking cadillac mountain to see the sunrise is is pretty awesome i i don't think we were technically there when it's the first place to view the sunrise no we weren't it it, was still summertime yeah we were probably there in august or september or something but kind of close, a little bit close. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to ditch my drawers on that hike. <laughs> what? I, I took a, I took a shit <laughs> off trail, and I had to uh, use my drawers as oh, a no. uh, as a material to uh, you Damn. know clean yeah. up. That's funny. Yeah, so I ditched my drawers. It there's somewhere under a rock somewhere, yeah. <laughs> which I would not recommend doing. I would recommend trying to retrieve them at some point yeah. so you leave no trace. No, no trace. I know. Yeah, I, yeah, right? But the situation was <laughs> dire. Yeah, you didn't have a pack or anything, right? I had like nothing. We had, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. I do. I take that back. I think I might have had a pack, like a small backpack or something like that. Something like that. But I didn't. Uh, now, when I hike, I yeah. hike with. Ziploc bags. I yep. hike with a roll of toilet paper, and I have all the stuff necessary. If I have to go to the bathroom on the trail, it's there. And leave no trace. And leave no trace for the actual feces that can stay behind. <laughs> yes, yes. De- depending on the park rules, I'm more not, often than not. Yeah. Now I've been hiking with that, the the TP and all the Ziploc baggies and all that stuff for the last. I don't know, five years, six years. Yeah. I've never had to use it up until... Last week? Last week, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you had a shit on the mountain? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> because the, uh, at the base of Eisenhower, there's no, like, porta-potties oh, or anything. Oh, damn. There was, yeah, there was nothing. Yeah. That sucks. Yep. Yeah. So we hit a certain point, point. Mr. Mayhew was like, Drop all right. Drop <laughs> oh, It flowed great, though. It was quick. Yep. You know, a couple, you know, two, three minutes, as always. You have any uh, any tips for uh, you know the people other than obviously bring your plastic bags, your toilet paper, dig a hole, you know. So when we were in the Marine Corps, what we would do is we had an e tool, yes, okay, yep, um, which is essentially kind of like a collapsible shovel, small mini shovel that would that would collapse down, um, and it would have like a little 
you know serrated edge and a little bit of uh, uh, a sharpened edge where you can actually kind of use it to chop. Aside it from chopping wood, you can also use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, Damn. Uh, which is great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but we would use an e tool. We would go out into the woods, dig a little like hole. You know, um, some guys got clever enough where they would bring. Um, Ammo cans used to come in, well, they they come in sort of like a crate packaging Mm. where it was wood around and then the sides of it would, you know, you would remove those. There were like these wooden flaps that you could actually just take out. So it'd create like a hollow like cube. Yeah. Um, and some people got clever enough to use it as a seat, so they Mm. would shit through the box (laughs) and it would fall into the hole. Okay. Um, but otherwise, I would actually recommend just squatting over it. Yep. Everything seems to... I hate squatting when I shit. No, man. It's the oh, most hate efficient. It. Like, everything flows beautifully. Yeah. It's great, man. Yeah. It's unnatural how your body was made to squat. That's how they the, do that in, like, the Middle East. Yeah. It's a, supposed to be a natural thing. You keep your, you know, lets your shit come out quicker. I hate it. That's why the, <laughs> that's why the squatty potty was invented. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lifts your legs up so you're more in a squat <laughs> position. I always have to find a tree, and I either lean against it or find a tree I hold on to, yeah. and then I squat, and I hold myself up with more of my arms and my legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I just hate squatting and shitting. But you got to do it. You do. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes you just got to do, do it. Yeah. Yeah, so you just you carry around a roll of toilet paper, maybe some you know wet wipes, definitely yep. some hand sanitizer for definitely. sure. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Um, Ziploc bags, and then... Throw that all in your pack, and then when yep. you're ready to go, go out far enough off trail, find a nice, a little bit of an open area, do your biz, bag it all up. Yeah. They have a lot of cool lightweight trowels now. It's just a piece of metal that's shaped as like a shovel head. Mm. It helps you dig a hole if you want to. Yeah. But it's cool. It's lightweight, and you clip it right onto your bag. And that, too, like uh, different parks and different places m- may have different rules on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're at a park or something, they probably don't want you to shit on the mountain. They probably would rather have you. Sometimes they have porta potties and stuff. But yeah, but in some places you're far enough out where you you can't yeah. and you have to. So they'll they'll provide you with certain tips, like if there's an area where you shit or not, or if they want you to bury it or not. Like um, I think most or I've seen some places where they want you to go like on a rock or something so that the water like like erodes and naturally like goes away and it doesn't like get into the soil or something there's something like that yeah Yeah. i remember reading a thing with rock climbers when they like are actually rock climbing is it rock climbers like how they would shit like when they're hanging off like a portal i don't know where (laughs) maybe it's like when maybe it is hikers they said something about like shitting on a rock and then throwing the rock I don't know where I saw it, but I remember someone talking about like, no, you find a flat rock and you take a dump on that rock and then you chuck it. <laughs> I'm like, just what? Skip, just like skip sh- it right across the leg. Like shit frisbees. <laughs> uh. I don't know where I heard that. That's, that's so, strange. So since let's let's kind of get all let's leave the 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 fecal topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Let's let's kind of I don't know. Let's talk about gear. Well, I think before we talk about gear, we should talk about our Katahdin hike. Okay. Okay. Right? All right. Right. Because we've got that coming up next week, we do. so we can we can kind of tie that in to the to the gear talk. Katahdin so is my favorite hike. I love doing Katahdin. Katahdin is nice. It's so good. So, so sick. Um, we've been doing this hike 
well, I mean, between the three of us, like for the last six or seven years, yeah, consistently yeah, at least, yeah, you know, pretty much every year. Uh, I think I missed one year. I missed in one. That. Yeah, um, but yeah, pretty much. I, yeah, I've been going every year for like at least seven or eight years. Yeah. So Mount Katahdin is located in Baxter State Park in Maine. Yep. And um, it's named by the Penobscot Native Americans and means the greatest mountain. Because it is. <laughs> it sure is. Pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different um, hikes that you can do on the mountain. There's All different trails. Multiple trails and trailheads. Um, we've gone over... I'd say maybe half of them, maybe a little more than half of the trails okay. in, in like the main part. Sure. I mean, um, Baxter's a big place. It's really, it's. Re- yep. I mean, Baxter itself is huge. So there, there's other trails that exist within the park, but yeah. on, on Katahdin, on the actual mountain, yeah. the, the the trails that are on the mountain. I think at this point we've done probably half of them, maybe a little more. But there's so many different combinations of the trails you can do as well, and it's it's beautiful. Like it, it is yeah. insi- like yeah. We've we've done a lot of hikes in, in in this area, and or I mean a, a handful at least. And there's some awesome ones, but Katahdin just takes the cake, man. Yeah, it does. That view, it's like you when you get into the the park, it takes an hour from the park to get to the actual mountain. It, yeah, to get to the base of the mountain. Yeah, trailheads. It's huge. Yeah. The, yeah. the park is huge. The mountain's huge, and like there's. I mean, it all it all goes to one area, which is like the plateau, and then you have to hike to the peak. But when you get to the plateau alone, it's like a flat area on top of the mountain. The view is already crazy there. Oh yeah, yeah. and then you got to hike another like hour, probably maybe less somewhere in that neighborhood to yeah. the actual peak peak, which is a big pile of rocks, kind yep. of. But yeah, dude, now that that it's fun. But the weather, the weather sometimes can get you. Yeah, because you're so high up that you know. I've hiked in August, and then when you get to the plateau, it's just like hail, and like just hail and wind, and you're like, "What the heck?" You're sweating the whole time. Now you're freezing. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a planned hike where you need to make sure you have the right gear. Mm -hmm. You got to have enough water, and you got to have some cold gear too because you never know. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I'd say, him. Like we've done it together. I think every time we've done it, at Mm. least to the summit, anyway. Yeah, and we've had some awesome luck with the weather like even I, when it seemed like we wouldn't yeah exactly you um, luck, lucked out we lucked out a lot last year i would say was one of the weirdest summits because there was no wind yeah it, really? it just felt really stale wow. and yeah. i was like what, what is going on right now man like there's bugs like why how are there bugs <laughs> there's never bugs because it's usually pretty windy at the at the summit but yeah my uh my buddy's parents went hiked up there and his dad he showed me a picture of his dad's legs completely like swollen and eaten alive by the bugs up there oh my god that's how bad they were his all he got he probably got bit like five or six hundred times his legs were just like giant swollen masses with like bug bites all over that's crazy they also did they have bug spray yeah i mean i don't know but they also um had a hike down at night because they didn't take into account how long it's going to take, and uh, they had to hike like pff, four hours at, at night mm. to get down. I was like, that's sketchy. I mean, yeah, that, like so. There's all all the different combinations of trails you can do. 
Um, uh, as of a couple of years ago, I actually started timing us like to see how long it actually takes. And then like um, hitting the lap on the timer so that we know when we get to certain checkpoints, we can kind of see what our progress is and we can track like how we're doing on time and everything. So um, I know last year it took us a little over nine hours for to go from the Roaring Brook campground uh, to Chimney Pond and then from there up to Baxter Peak and then we just followed that straight back. That was pretty good. And th- that's one of the quickest ascents yeah. you can take. Definitely to get the most to, direct. To get to Baxter Peak. Um, and that's approximately 11 miles and it took us a little over nine hours. So What happened the year before? That was with Q, me, and you, Justin. We did, right? he, we did Hamlin Ridge. and Yeah, so the year, so two years ago, we did a really long loop. and I mean, you can make even longer loops, too. But we started at the same point we did last year at, at the Roaringbrook Campground, went up to Chimney Pond, and then we ended up making our way over to the Hamlin Ridge, which takes you to Hamlin Peak. Which is another one. So that sucked. That, <laughs> that sucked. sucked that, hard. That Hamlin Ridge Trail is is pretty. It's pretty tough as far as like your, um, your steepness and everything, and the rocks that you oh, have yeah. to go over. Like it, it wears you out. When we got to that Hamlin Peak, it was like, thank God. And you were fully exposed too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The sun beats down. On yep. You. So yeah, you that did. one took forever. The yeah. way down was like I was losing my mind. I think <laughs> yeah, a I little mean, bit. I started going crazy. Like this is never gonna end. I'm in hell right now. I'm like I'm in some sort of limbo where like I just keep walking down the same path for the rest of my life. Yeah, th- that last mile felt like it was like three hours oh or something. Oh my god, I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> so that hike took us eleven hours when we did that that big loop from over to Hamlin Peak and then over to Baxter Peak and then. Yeah. Then we came. We did the quickest um, descent, which was down that saddle trail to um, Chimney Pond, and then back to the Roaring Brook. Do you know how many steps we did? So <laughs> too many on Hamlin. That was thirty-five thousand steps, <laughs> approximately. Oh my goodness! Which is a lot. And then, so for comparison, the one we did last year was around thirty thousand steps. Okay. For further comparison, Eisenhower was about twenty thousand steps. Yes. <laughs> That's more than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But. Oh man! Yeah. So I mean, but for all that work that you have to do to climb Katahdin, it, the reward is yeah totally worth with the views for sure and everything. Like it, it's insane. I mean, you have like mostly you see birds and like you can see I, I've seen some bees, rabbits. Uh, I saw a rabbit. rabbit. We, we at did the, see a rabbit on the springs, right? Yeah, yeah. chipmunks, yeah. squirrels, caribou spring. Haven't seen any moose on the mountain. No. But we have seen moose on the drive to yes. the mountain. Yeah. Turns out, moose are really fucking big. Moose are gigantic. My Huge. goodness. Yeah. To see one in person? Yep. Holy God, man. They, they are they'll, massive, they'll fuck man. fuck you up. Yeah. I, I think the only place I've seen moose is up in Maine. Yeah. In yeah. or around Baxter Park in yeah. that area. But Definitely yeah. Majestic animals. They are. For sure, man. Um, uh, I remember when me and Gina, the first three years we went, we got shit weather. The first year we went about, we got almost up to the plateau and we had to turn around because the rain was so hard. Wow. We were like going to get hypothermia. She was like soaked and I was like, we got to get out of here. So we turned around. And then another year we got hail that like ripped my legs apart because I was wearing shorts and mm-hmm. I was good the whole time. As soon as we get the plateau, 
I'm like getting pelted by hail and I had like I was bleeding from it because it was so strong and I was like holy shit this is crazy it only lasted like 20 minutes but and then we always got fog our views were always kind of crappy when we got up there it was only like the last time we went I think our fourth hike third or fourth hike where we actually got good weather and we're like oh there we go so it took a lot of like maybe this year we'll do it maybe this year and it was kind of like oh I don't want to do it again because it's crappy weather but then once you get that one good weather day then you're like okay let's go again next year I mean since most of uh, my days have all been really good weather I just want to keep going back (laughs) yeah (laughs) although last year we hit the parking lot and it just immediately started downpouring Mm mm-hmm but so imagine if we would have done knife's edge i know so yeah so another oh, one of the yeah. one of the big like hiking milestones of people who do katahdin is doing the infamous knife's edge which is basically this really narrow ridge between baxter peak and pomola peak on on the mountain and there, there's parts of it where i think it's like three foot width basically yeah and you can fall and and you can yeah exactly so you definitely don't want to be doing that in adverse weather conditions i mean yeah knife's edge there's a park called the name yeah yeah there's a park called the chimney where you have to actually climb down yes like a vertical area and then climb back up exactly and that you know that's sketchy it can be pretty strenuous and you need to go slow and take your time and that's after you get to the top of the mountain exactly so you're already like kind of tired yeah and most people might I don't know what most people do, but the best thing to do is have two cars go up if you're going to do Knife's Edge and then go across Knife's Edge, go down Pomola Peak, yeah. and then have your car somewhere else. Yeah. But like for us, we just park one car and we go back this, you know, to that car at the end of the day. Yeah. So doing Knife's Edge would require you to go across Knife's Edge and then turn back around and go down Knife's yeah. Edge again. Which is a, it takes about an hour to do. So you need to be in pretty good physical shape. You need to yeah, have some gotta, experience with hiking. Right. And, you got to cross it twice, add two hours to whatever your hike is yeah. to do it, and then hike down the mountain. And so, hopefully you get good weather. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually don't do it because you're, you know, like by the time I get to the peak, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go eat some good food and <laughs> drink beer. But, like, if you get to the peak, you're like, all right, now we have to do two more hours of hiking before we can start going down. It's like, uh. So there, like, I mean, for there is a there is a way on on one of the sides of the mountain where you can make um, you can make it a loop. Yeah. So you can park in one parking. But then obviously you have to traverse more to, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, But I mean, that that, that's like moving into our like our hiking tips portion of this preparation like pre-hiking especially if you're doing a big hike um you want to check the weather yeah you want to have maps and you want to you you want to know your area and you want to have backup routes just in case like so you want to know what what trails you're going to and then if you hit like a rough spot and you need to turn around or if you need to make your hike a little bit shorter depending on like what the rain situation is what your exposure is yeah, never um, underestimate your stuff. You know, you want to always kind of be on top of that stuff because psh, you can die. Yeah. And there's guides. I mean, you can buy books yep. about, like, White Mountains mm-hmm. that tells you the different trails, what's the average time for hiking it, mm-hmm. elevation, climb, distance, all that stuff. But it also, the maps give you, it shows you the points of where you're going to be exposed on the trails. Mm-hmm. Or you can take into account weather, whether it's 
you know, crummy weather with rain and snow or even just being exposed to the sun. Exactly. There's a million things that affect this. And having a plan and having backup plans with backup routes and really just knowing when to say, all right, you know, it, it's okay to turn around. You exactly. Know? Yeah. I think just this year alone, I think three people have already died hiking in New Hampshire. Yeah. So. Wait, really? Yeah. I know an old an older guy had a heart attack. Another guy died of hypothermia, and I think a, a, some guy went missing near like uh, Mount Washington, and yeah. I think they found him dead. So it does happen. Yeah. So definitely, um, yeah. Pre hiking preparation key, um, which you know, obviously you want to hide. Like so, there there there's different kinds of preparation too, right? Depending on if you're doing a short hike. Yeah. Or doing a longer hike. Sure. Like, you know, a walk in the woods or, or you know, a, a couple hour hike. You don't really need to worry about too much of like nutrition or hydration. Like it you you might you might want to have a bottle of water with you or whatever, depending sure. on if it's a hot day. But when you're doing these longer hikes like a Todd and everything It's a you, full day. It's a full day. Like we said it took us nine hours last year to do that hike and that was nine hours of just hiking. Like yeah. that was the actual that was from the trailhead to the peak and back yeah. and um you need to have like enough food and water to sustain yeah. you because you're going to be burning a bunch of calories that day right oh a crap ton yeah i think yeah. the average so if you're a 200 pound person i think you burn an average of 550 calories an hour yeah, an hour. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I didn't think it was an hour. So yeah. I found this hiking. Whoa, five yeah. fifty an hour. For, yeah, dude. for a two hundred pound person. Wow. But, but now that there's a lot of things to consider. You know, you got your your age, your height. Yep. Um, how heavy your pack is. The exactly. steep, the incline of the to the trails. Mm-hmm. How fast you're moving. I mean, there's all things to consider. But you know, but average. Like with, yeah, with Katahdin, it's probably going to be the higher of those. You know. Oh yeah. With a big hike like that, you plan out nine hour hike. You know, it's going to be steep elevation. It's going to be a long time. You're probably going to have a pack. You know, so. I mean, for like for like a two hundred pound guy, like you're probably looking at four or five thousand calories potentially. That's crazy for the day. Yeah, for the day. So I mean, that can inform you on how much you could be bringing to help fuel yourself. You know, at um, least something. You should definitely bring at least something. Yeah. Even if it's a Cliff Bar or two, or like a snack of, you want something because by the time you're coming down, you're going to be so drained, you know, of calories and energy that. You're gonna really wish you had that, you know. So I mean, honestly, I'd recommend more than just a couple of Cliff Bars. No, right. I'm just <laughs> saying, like bare minimum. Yeah. No, I mean, pack food. Food is important. Food and, is energy. And having some extra food just in case something does happen. Sure. You know, like if you get injured or if you get lost or something crazy like that happens. And you gotta you do- camp out overnight. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That'd suck. Yep. Yeah. So I usually bring a little bit more food than I actually need and, and try and get like the most dense stuff like beef jerky or cliff bars, yeah. trail mix, you know, those those fatty nuts like high fat, high nuts. carb foods. Yeah. Brought you by fatty nuts. Fatty nuts, macadamia nuts, man. You know? It's the way <laughs> so to go. like Katahdin is probably the most hardcore hike I do every year. Yeah. Um what are you guys what are you guys packing this year? What's gonna be in your bag? 
Um, my key things, uh, I'm probably going to go with somewhere between four and five liters of water, depending on the weather that yeah. day, like how hot it is, how and much that's you're going to sweat out. That's probably like 10 pounds right there, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's 10 pounds on your back just <clears throat> in water. Exactly. And then, you know, get get, get right. some cliff bars. I think a liter is, a liter is what, 2.2 pounds? Okay, so yeah. Yeah. So, at, least yeah, yeah, so at least, yeah, at least yeah. 10 pounds. Yeah, so at least 10 pounds. It's around 10 pounds, yeah. yeah. So definitely I'll have a couple protein bars in there. I'll have some trail mix and then probably some kind of sandwich to eat at the top. Yeah. You know, like I like to have my, my snacks a little bit like while we're hiking and then have like one thing that when you get to the top, it's like mm. something different. <laughs> I brought, yeah. I brought a tub of mac salad one year. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very satisfying. Yeah. A little bit of extra work to get in the pack and, you know, keep it cool and everything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's fun to have that kind of stuff. But, I mean, some of my biggest things, I love changing my socks at the top. Yeah, that's key. Um, that is definitely It's key. just a nice, ref- even if you don't hit water or anything like that, it's it's refreshing to just yep. put that fresh pair of socks on, dry, out, dry them out a little bit. Yeah, no, that's definitely a, a nice little hack or tip. Good yeah. tip is when you're doing a big hike is that extra pair of socks changes. Yeah. Especially if you're down in the dumps, you're mm-hmm. like, Feel, you get a little burst get, of energy. You, yeah, you get revitalized when you yeah. change the socks out, yeah. man. And I mean, like another thing too for the top, like having just like a winter hat because it can oh, get yeah. pretty chilly up there. You know, sure. Yeah, um, I always bring a rain jacket no definitely. matter what because yeah, even exactly. if it's windy or cold, you know, especially too when you get wicked, you're hiking up, you get super sweaty. Yeah. You chill out at the top, it's windy. You start to get a little cold. Yeah, and even yeah. hiking down a little bit, you you know, you're not expelling as much energy going going down than going up so depends on i usually get a little chilly when i start hiking down because i'm just drenched yep so there's definitely um there's definitely important gear essentials for your pack that should always be in your pack no matter where you're hiking of course any sort of day hike you always just want to bring a flashlight or a headlamp um rain you know like a like you said a rain jacket yeah, that's good. Winter hat to keep you warm, even if even if it's not cold out. Yeah, you know, like like Seth said, if if God forbid something happens and you you have to hang out for overnight because um, you get lost or something, having that warm protective layers can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, food, water, maybe some extra batteries for your pack, maybe some match waterproof matches. First aid kit. I first mean, aid kit. Always yeah. have the first aid kit. We've um, had to use that a few times. I had to use it last week, man. I I, I took a little a little spill and uh, cut my hand. Like nothing huge, sure. but it was nice to clean out the wound a little bit and you know not have yeah you know, who knows what in there. But um, yeah, bug spray, sunblock. I always you know. get burnt. I never yeah. wear sunscreen, but I always get burnt. Yeah. My face always gets pretty burnt. Definitely <laughs> wear sunscreen. Um, that's huge. And uh, well, Only after 10, 15 minutes of exposure, because you do want to make a little bit of vitamin D. Oh, that yeah, vitamin yeah, D. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thanks, you Mike. <laughs> um, also, uh, a, a knife. I would Whether yeah. or not I like carrying the Swiss on me. Yeah. Um, Go to war. You know, you might have to stab 550 your way. cord. Exactly. I bring yeah. a tourniquet too, just in case. Man, I don't bring days. any of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm not telling you guys what to do, or don't base any of your stuff on what I do, because I'm probably not the best hiker. I I always run out of water. 
<laughs> usually right around the top or usually when I get the thirstiest is when I run out. Okay, um, which actually, so you're running out of water. What do you have to help you with I that, I do James? bring a, a little high uh, filtration. It's I either have a life straw, which you just suck it right out of the mountain yep. in a puddle, or I have this little um, Sawyer mini filter that you can put into like you fill up a water bottle or something you screw it on you can squirt it out and clean it yeah i always use it every time i go hiking i end up using it because i run out of water yeah but i kind of like hiking a little lighter like my i have a three liter pack so i wear my little hydration pack and that way i can put my lunch in it and stuff but then it's only three liters but three liters is the bigger of the water packs they're usually two liters yeah, I, I use a three-liter pack. Yeah, so the yeah. pack I have is a three-liter. And I usually don't carry a water bottle because I don't like to. Yeah. And I don't really have space to hold it. I don't want to hold it. I want to have my hands free. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I usually bring, like, a wrap, a sandwich wrap, or, like, some bars and uh, a headlamp and my jacket. And that's pretty much maybe a pair of socks. That's as far as I go. I overpack, man. The other thing, All the too, time. is that, like, if you're pa- if you're hiking with a group, you can like kind of rely share on some stuff. Share some stuff exactly, yeah. so you're sure. not all carrying like. Because I mean, how many pairs of pliers do you need? Do you yeah, need we, ten pairs of pliers, yeah, or do you really just need one or two? All need a first aid kit, right? You know, like yeah, you can split the weights, split split the materials. Exactly. Me and Gina went on. A, we were trying to do a multi-day through hike that was like over thirty miles. And we planned it for, like, the whole winter. We planned it out, all the gear we needed. We bought all our gear. We bought our packs. We probably packed, like, 60 pounds worth of stuff, and we were going to go on, like, a 40-mile hike. And one of the things that I was like, I probably don't need it, so I didn't pack it, was the only thing I needed. and was a multi-tool with pliers on it um. because we were probably, like, six miles in, and one of our friggin' dogs got hit with a porcupine. And we probably could have at least got to our first destination if i had a pair of pliers i could rip them out of his nose yeah but i didn't have those that one okay. thing i didn't pack and we had to stop and go home but like usually you know it's always that one thing you don't pack is what you need sure so sometimes yeah. overpacking is good it yeah. sucked it sucked all the dicks yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean um yeah, so none of us here have at least completed like a, a long overnight hike or anything. No. So we don't really have too many tips for that specifically. I've done um, a lot of research because of planning it. But yeah. I know I like everyone says how they want to do the Appalachian Trail or the PCT or whatever. They want to do those long, like multi day, multi week through hikes. I mean, that's a huge, like the Appalachian Trail, which we forgot to mention that Katahdin is yeah, one the of end. the ends. It's of, the final point. Yeah. yeah. So if you start in Georgia, you end at, and Baxter Peak is the end of the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. And come August, if you hike in August to Katahdin, you always see those people yeah. finishing and celebrating up at the top with yeah. champagne or just being happy and, woo, I finished, we're done. I've seen people reach the summit. I don't think I've seen any with a champagne. Oh, though. I've seen people popping bottles up there. I've seen people look pretty like beat and oh, broken, they look grizzled, <laughs> yeah, skinny, <exactly>. smelly. <laughs> yeah, we got back. What was it? The what was that guy who had that Sunday in that oh, little dude. diner? All right, so he. This is this is fantastic. <laughs> this is so fantastic. One of the years we hiked, we saw this guy um, complete. Uh, the Appalachian Trail when we were hiking and he just he booked it he went up to the top he was up to the top and down before we like you know got back down or whatever yeah. 
But um, there's this diner in Millinocket, Maine, which is like the closest town town to the mountain. Yeah, like that's that's heavily populated, and they have this Appalachian Trail diner there. And they serve a sundae that has a scoop of ice cream for every state that the Appalachian Trail goes through, which is 14 states. And I think there's also 14 different toppings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we saw that guy who we saw complete the, the Appalachian Trail the next morning at that diner. And he was eating that. He ordered that Sunday, yeah. and by the time we left, he was three quarters done oh, yeah. that freaking Sunday, man. Like that thing was That's crazy. Huge. Yeah, and he he was a, a smaller guy. Oh, he was like, tiny. Yeah, I don't know how it fit inside him. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could do that though. Think yeah. of all the calories. I don't like ice cream enough to uh, to. I feel like I could attempt that. Yeah, I could have like two bites of that thing. <laughs> yeah. The cool thing about that diner though was on the like the like the ceiling of the diner yes. like along the like the ceiling tile yeah it had just random it was trail names oh that's right yeah of everybody yeah. who's hiked to the at and stopped in this diner they like wrote their trail name the the year they were yeah um which you know so trail names yeah, yeah. you yeah. guys heard of trail names yeah trail yeah. names is a thing yeah, yeah. trail names so yeah. um the idea is you're hiking long you know, a lot of people who hike through the Appalachian Trail, they get these um, trail na- a trail name bestowed upon them by other hikers who are hiking with you. Yeah. Um, you can't give yourself your own trail name. No. No. You're not. It's, some, you, it's something that you earn somehow in somebody. Gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't have a trail name. Well, no. we have, you, yeah, have to, you have to do the Appalachian Trail, man. Exactly. Yeah. Do a big long trail. That's kind of why we wanted to do like a through hike. Because we always like, oh, wouldn't that be so cool to do Appalachian Trail? I'm like, would it be cool though? Yeah. Would it be fun? I feel like you have to have a special brain to be able to do something like that because it's almost torture. Yeah. In a way, you know, like you're. It's not like you're doing it for a week or two. You're doing no. it for like four, five, six months, depending on depending how on how you do fast it, yeah. you are. You know, like. You're going so like we wanted to try it out, you know. We wanted to be like, oh, let's see if we can do three days, yeah, with a big heavy pack, yeah. And we did like six miles. I mean, I was I was ready to go, but the dog got hurt, yeah. so we're like, but I mean, I could. So I don't, I can't really say like how crappy it is to hike all day, go to sleep, wake up, hike all day again, yeah. But I know I got home and I was stiff after like six, seven miles carrying a 50 pound bag. Dude, my shoulders were on fire for like yeah. two days. That's crazy. And I'm like, imagine if we woke up tomorrow, like if we woke up in a tent feeling like this and then we're like, well, we have to go again. Yeah. We have to get another 10 miles into yeah, it. Right, yeah. Now do that six months in a row. I mean, like it's six definitely, months. you get a different kind of. Yeah, it'll you'll get used to it. You get used to it to a certain degree, you right? You get in shape almost. Yeah, you know? yeah, you get in shape for it. But something like that, man, like not being able to shower for maybe a week or two. Yeah, not sleeping in a bed. Sleep, you know, you have to be. It's it's definitely something to consider if you are thinking about doing the AT or any sort of long track, you know, hike like the John Muir trail. I mean, mm. I think that takes like 28 days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try getting your toes wet with a little bit of a, like a couple through hikes, like man. Couple, yeah. you know, two, three day through hikes because it's not glamorous. No, there's no, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 
it's a, it's it, it takes a toll on your body. It takes a lot of preparation. It takes a lot of you know like forethought into where in planning and yeah. I knew a kid who was who was doing it and he was planning it all out. You know, he was buying all the stuff he needed, buying all the like he was making packages, setting them up so people could send it to him. Mm-hmm. He bought six pairs of boots. Yeah. To do that. Yeah, you yeah. have to, right? That's crazy. Yeah. He bought like six pairs. That's he's probably like, one of your biggest expenses. <laughs> oh yeah, the pair of boots I have are like three hundred bucks. Yeah, but luckily you know I get paid you know with boots so whatever. <laughs> but I mean they're a good pair of boots. I plan on having them lasting me for at least a year or two. Yeah. If if my boots failed on me after a year, I'd be BS. Yeah. You know I'd be pissed. So the mileage that these guys are putting on. God, I can't exactly. imagine going through six pairs of boots. Yeah. I think I've owned six pairs of boots <laughs> in my life, and I work yeah. outside, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, like, I heard uh, I heard that Pennsylvania takes, like, a whole pair of boots yeah. just to Pennsylvania because it's so many rocks. Mm. It, like, just rips, uh, rips boots apart. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think we're gonna have to do another hiking episode because, you know. Yeah. No, there's a lot of stuff to talk yeah, about. I mean, we we ripped through this one definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, man, you guys get after us. Like, what what did we miss, and and what like what are some cool hikes in the area or other yeah. stuff that like we didn't really talk about? And yeah, message us on Facebook. Uh, tell us your hikes what your favorite stuff is maybe we can check it out um yeah follow us on instagram check us out on facebook all that crazy cool stuff guys (laughs) thanks for listening don't forget to check out more episodes yeah 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 see you later later episode that makes was it, a good episode makes me want to go on a hike after listening yeah. to that i want to go hiking all right well we're, we're going soon so yeah we are yeah all right so what do we got welcome to our quality control segment of the podcast just a quick quick little snippet yeah so we've we've, we've short things here um first up is purgatory chasm uh we mentioned that but i didn't know where it was because i'd never heard of that before uh apparently apparently it is in the town of sutton massachusetts and it is a state park that's notable for its quarter-mile-long, 70-foot-deep chasm of granite bedrock. Damn. And there's, like, some cool rock formations that they have within the park. I guess it's it's pretty popular for, you know, people in the area to go visit. 
And they also have some fun names for some of those rock formations. <laughs> give me one. Give me one good one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to give you three because oh, I boy. have to. Um, starting with saving the best for last. Uh, so you've got Lover's Leap. Yeah, you've you got Kill the- Yourself if your girlfriend <laughs> breaks up with you. <laughs> it, which you can subsequently visit The Coffin. Oh, oh shit. Yep. And uh, finish it all up with my favorite, The Corn Crib. The corn, the crib. corn crib. The corn crib. Don't know what it means. Not gonna look it up. Just like the name. Weird. That's <laughs> where like I almost it. died for the first time. Yep. Purgatory chasm. The next thing is James was mentioning Fiji. Oh yeah, right. And how he thought <laughs> that Fiji water was from Hawaii. <laughs> but it's not. That is not correct. Fiji water is definitely from Fiji. At least that's what their marketing would like uh, us to think. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, it's toilet fe- water from from Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, so the 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 location of Fiji on the map is eleven hundred nautical miles northeast of New Zealand's North Island. So that's near Australia, like to the the northeast of or east of Australia. Okay. For for people to get a picture of where where Fiji is. Yes, so Fiji. Now, are we using the globe model or the flat Earth model <sighs> for orientation purposes? For orientation, we're using the globe model. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to to wrap this all up, I, I I think I had mentioned briefly in the podcast that I had some fun facts, and I never got to them on <laughs> on the high points in each state in in New England. All right, what do you got? And the Northeast in general. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you from the the lowest high point to the highest high point in in, uh, in the Northeast. All right. So, uh, the lowest high point is in Rhode Island, and that's Germanmoth Hill, which is 881 feet. German Moths Hill. <laughs> Germanmoth <laughs> with a J E R M. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that is the 51st state high point in the u.s so there's this whole list that you can look up of all the high points of every state in the united states yeah it's the 51st because this list also includes the 50 states the federal district and the u.s territories sure yeah all right so next up we've got connecticut in connecticut's weird because um technically the high point in connecticut is the south side of mount frizzell but the peak of that mountain is in Massachusetts. So what? It, it's so the high point in Connecticut is on a mountain that also, that also borders Massachusetts. Okay. But the peak is actually physically in Massachusetts. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's um, 2,379 feet. But the highest actual mountain peak in Connecticut is Bear Mountain, and that's 2,316 feet. Okay. So that that was kind of a weird one, but uh, next up we've got Massachusetts has Mount Greylock, which is 3,489 mm. feet. That's the 31st highest peak in the U.S., or, or, or sorry, high point. Yes. Statewide, ranking the states. Yeah. Like I, All right, so we've got Mount Mansfield in Vermont. That's 4,000. 395 haven't been there heard it's pretty cool i've seen it i've driven by it 
like to hike it someday. Sure. Um, next up, we have Mount Katahdin, which we talked about in length, and that's 5,267 feet, and that ranks 22nd on the list. Uh, I also looked up New York because it's in the Northeast. We might have some New York listeners. Sure. We've got Mount Marcy. 5,343 feet. Never heard of it. No idea. I'm not sure of where it is. So if you've got any great stories about Mount Marcy, hit us up. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Mount Washington in New Hampshire, which we also talked about, which is the highest point in all of New England and uh, obviously the highest peak in New Hampshire at 6,288 feet. And that ranks 18th in the u.s that's it huh yeah i I thought that mount washington probably would have been higher on that list um so i mean you guys can go and look up the list it's easy easy to find on the internet but for comparison's sake the the number one peak or high point of all the states is in alaska and that's mount denali and that's twenty thousand three hundred and ten feet whoa what's maine i don't think you mentioned maine maine yeah that's mount katahdin that's five thousand two hundred sixty seven yeah yeah so I'll give you guys the low point, which is, it's just weird. It's really weird. Um, it's an unnamed point on Navassa Island, which I've never heard of Navassa Island, but it, it's apparently a U.S. territory, and it's uninhabited in the Caribbean. Weird. Yeah, so there's just this island that's a territory of the United States. And it's States. the lowest what? Mountain? It has the lowest high point of all of oh. the... All, yeah, exactly. So these are like... These ranks basically take all of the states and territories. You get the high point of all of those states, and then you rank them. That That's what the list was. Okay. So the highest point on Navassa Island is 279 feet, and it's just an unnamed point weird. on this uninhabited hmm. island. Very weird. Yeah. I'd like to hike that someday. <laughs> Uninhabitable. Yeah, exactly. Well we'll take the take the helicopter over to Navassa Island. Yeah. The yeah. GFK pod. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a little field trip. Helipod. Yeah, we can plant a flag there. Ooh. There yeah, that'd that's what we like like visiting the moon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be sick. All right. All right. That's it, right? Yeah, I'm 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 feeling pretty good about that. Alright, cool. Uh you guys, check us out on Instagram. Like us on Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Oh, and review and rate, too. Yeah, give us some reviews. Don't be afraid to uh, message us with some stuff. Let us know you guys exist. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye now. Sausage candles.